Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Lewis, and I am so glad you're here. My hope is that each episode feels like you're having tea or coffee with a friend. Religiosity can complicate our relationship with God, and it can feel more like a heavy burden than the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. I know what it's like to want a relationship with God and to feel like you have to do all the things the right way to keep God happy. Learning that God loves me and even likes me has changed my life and how I approach faith, the Bible, work, family. Because when you are grounded in your worth and God's grace, it does change everything. And I want to share that with you here. I pray that this podcast empowers you in your unique, genuinely personal relationship with God and encourages you to rest in who God is and who he says you are. Hi there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I am so excited about this episode because it's all about the Holy Spirit and encouraging you in the access that you have to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit feels super complicated as maybe the more mysterious or the more off limits member of the Trinity. And that causes us to miss out on a lot of the power and the importance and the moving and working of the Holy Spirit when we are unsure of it. And when we are maybe shrinking back or holding back from experiencing everything that there is to be experienced with the Holy Spirit indwelling us and empowering us and moving in the world around us, active, not passive. Like sometimes I think of God as passive because there's been some hurt in my past with leaders, um, people in my life who should have taken action to protect or speak up or correct things and they didn't. And I've worked on removing that projection that I have taken from the way people treated me or a situation as passively and had to remove that projection of, oh God is just distant. And one of the really fun ways that I've been able to unpack that is by understanding the moving and shaking of the Holy Spirit more where God is in heaven, but God is not disconnected or passive or at arm's length from the things that we're going through. He wants an active role in your life. He doesn't want you to feel abandoned or left out to dry. He is active. I know I've said that a couple of times already, but I really am excited about this episode and this concept that God isn't going to leave you. This is, maybe I'll start here. This is one of the misconceptions that I had about the Holy Spirit. And it was not in my mind as the Holy Spirit necessarily, but as God, that God was going to leave me if I messed up, that was one of the core fears that I had was being abandoned by God. If I didn't measure up, if I didn't follow through with the nudges that he was giving me 
I would be cut off forever from hearing his voice. And there was that false guilt narrative in my head that he was going to walk away and stop speaking to me altogether if I didn't follow through on the nudges that he was giving me. So that almost became a self-fulfilling prophecy because I came to dread those nudges or the voice of God in my life because I was afraid that it would be this big lofty assignment. And if I didn't follow through, he was going to leave. So the Holy Spirit and the promise of the comforter, counselor, healer, helper, all different words that are used to describe Holy Spirit is never going anywhere. And this nugget, I just want to put it out there. It's not necessarily related to the episode, but it's so powerful that when Jesus ascended, he said, I am going to send you a comforter. And he implies that it is better than even having me here. I'm going to send you something that's even more spectacular than having me here. Now consider this, like let your imagination run with this for a second. Like picture the disciples. I see them out on the boat and they've abandoned their discipleship because Jesus is dead. And this is very devastating um, to them that their leader, the person they were following and learning from and growing to love. And even some of them swore that they would die for him. And even if that didn't happen, like that's the close connection that they had with him. And now he's gone. So they're out fishing and then they see Jesus on the shore. I think Peter's the first one that says, oh, this is Jesus. And he jumps out of the boat, you know, throws his robe back on, swims to shore and Jesus is preparing food for them. And they get to spend, the Bible says 40 days that Jesus was on the earth before he ascended into heaven, they get to spend 40 days with him. Can you imagine what those 40 days felt like? I bet they felt like they went fast, but they were such a gift to the people around him who had been devastated by his crucifixion and the loss of that. And now they're having to relearn all of the parables about the kingdom of heaven through this new lens of Jesus conquering death and being alive again in his physical body and enjoying this sweet fellowship with him. Can you imagine what it would be like just to sit down with Jesus for one day and get to follow in his footsteps, literally to sit next to him at the table, to hear him teaching in person and unpacking these things. And when Jesus tells them, that I'm going away again. Oh, that must have been so hard for them to hear. Like you're, you're leaving again. You have to return to your father in heaven. And how special those 40 days with him must have felt. And losing him again with the promise of something even better coming. That's hard for me to wrap my mind around because the idea of spending a day in that close of proximity to Jesus would be life-changing and incredible, but we've been given that kind of a gift with Holy Spirit. Like what? This is 
incredible that Jesus is showing us what it's like to live in the spirit, in the will of the father. And we have access to the same source of power and source of life, life itself. That just, it kind of makes me speechless to think about what we have access to, but we don't always live like we have access to something that incredible. God, who is never going to leave you. He is never going to walk away and say, I'm done with you. I'm never, I'm going to speak to you again. Now, he's not going to do that. He's right there with you. And that's one of the things that like we can see with our tangible eyes that makes it so much more incredible to have the Holy Spirit with us than Jesus, because Jesus was limited in his physical body to be in one place at a time where Holy Spirit can be everywhere at once indwelling every single believer and empowering each of us in the way that we live and walk. Wow. Okay. I think I'm done with that, but it's just super powerful to remember that he's not leaving you and it's even better than having Jesus walking beside us in our day-to-day lives. And I have to give credit where credit is due. I think the first time that I heard that described that way was Pastor Trey at City Hope Church in Alabama. So he was the first one that presented in in that way, to my knowledge, that I heard. Um, So that's not an original thought with me. It's just a stunning thought to me. Now let's get into the access that we have available to us, that we have the access to the spirit is pretty incredible. And I was reading recently in first Corinthians two, and it talks about the spirit inside of us is the only thing that knows our thoughts. And God's spirit is the only thing that knows God's thoughts. And it goes on to say, I should read it um, directly um, from the chapter. Oh, if I could get it. It's in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. Now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, since the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except his Spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who comes from God, so that we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. We also speak these things not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. But the person without the Spirit does not receive what comes from God's Spirit, because it is foolishness to him. He is not able to understand since it is evaluated spiritually. The spiritual person, however, can evaluate everything, and yet he himself cannot be evaluated by anyone. For who has known the Lord's mind that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We are able to discern those thoughts, not by our own power, not because we're somebody, not because 
we have an extra, um, I don't know, a sixth sense. The spirit is that, that is the gift from God that we have been given and we have access to him, which is incredible. And even, mm, man, there's so many of these verses, but even in Hebrews five, it talks about, but solid foods belong to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. We can discern the things that might be tricky or complicated. We've been given access to the spirit of God so that we don't have to do those things on our own. Another thing that having that spirit placed inside of us does for us is gives us access to power that is beyond our own physical capabilities. Ephesians 3.20 says, God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I had a, my business coach rephrase that a little bit into an affirmation and it said that God can do abundantly more through me by putting his power within me. And he chooses to do that where he places his power in us as a vessel for honor and a vessel for the good of others, for loving other people well. He places that power inside of us. And that same power, that same spirit is what rose Jesus from the dead, raised Jesus from the dead, rose him, raised him. Eh, same thing, but that's the same power. And that's what we have access to. And if we live like we have access to that same power, our lives will look differently. We won't be as flustered by overwhelming situations. We won't be so moved by legitimate struggles and problems in our lives that we're absolutely allowed to feel. But when we approach them knowing that the power of God is inside of us and trust that God is working things out, we can release some of that overwhelm because we have the spirit of God living inside of us who is directing and giving us um, answers and discernment to know which way to go? Do we go this way or do we go that way? How do I handle this situation? We can say no to overwhelm because we're trusting that God will give the answer in the moment that we need it or before the moment that we need it. But even if it comes down to the wire, he will provide and he will give that answer. And sometimes he does that through supernatural means of giving us ideas and wisdom that came from his spirit so that we could understand something that we otherwise couldn't, a direction or an idea. Have you ever had an idea that just came completely out of left field? Like you have no idea where it came from. That was probably the spirit of God that said, do this, go this direction. This is the way. And it's not something that you could have just thought up on your own. And there's no pressure to just think it up on your own because that power has been placed inside of us. Now, before I go, I want to address one last thing that I guessing is on somebody's mind. Maybe it's on yours. It was the idea that we have to 
clean up in order to have access to the Holy Spirit. Because you've been handed messages that basically say that it's your job to keep your vessel clean or God can't use you or God can't fill you. He's not going to um, put his spirit inside of a dirty vessel. And you can reference verses in the Old Testament where it talks about the blood being applied as like cleaning, like cleaning for sin, cleansing for sin, and then the spirit, the oil being applied. And we can get the idea that we have to clean ourselves up in order for God to use us. But as First Corinthians 6 says, but you are washed, you are sanctified, you were justified in the name of Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God, you have been clean. It's not something that you do. This is something that has been done already by the power of Jesus's blood that was shed to pay for sin, to make us clean, to make us right in the eyes of God. So it's not something that you have to muster up or strive towards. It's something that's literally been gifted to you. You have that access because you are a child of God, because you have been washed, not because you've done such a good job washing yourself, or you've been doing such a good job of towing the line and getting exactly right. Therefore, the Holy Spirit is going to use you and fill you. And it goes back to that fear that God will leave if I quench his spirit too much, or God will stop speaking to me if I dampen that voice in my life. And I think we can ignore the Holy Spirit in our lives. And that's what a lot of us who have not had a lot of encounters with Holy Spirit, if we haven't had a lot of exposure to the power of the Spirit, that voice can be muted in our lives. And we actively pursue that voice and press into following that voice to strengthen our ability to hear it. But it's not something that you have to fear is going to disappear from you completely because you are not beyond redeeming. Whatever happens, if you make a mistake and you ignore the nudge of the Holy Spirit, it's not too late. You're not going to lose your access to the power of God for good just because you made a choice once or even twice, or maybe even three times. You're not going to lose that access because it's not dependent on you. This is a gift that you have been given and provided. God is not asking for your perfection. He's not asking for you to get it exactly right. And then he will bless and move and give you his power. We are all growing and learning and imperfect vessels. If we were waiting for us to get perfect or spotlessly clean, it would not, we would not achieve it. We would never be worthy of that power. If it was something that we had to earn its inherent worth, its inherent value that we have, its cleanness, that is a gift, not something that we're striving for or pursuing or trying to find and seek. It is a gift. And I asked a spiritual mentor of mine who is coming on the podcast in October. I'm so excited that she's going to come on. But I asked her, I said, 
Now I'm getting ready to record an episode on the Holy Spirit and access. And I know that some people are going to have questions about cleanness because we've been taught this narrative that we have to be clean or Holy Spirit won't um, use us or be near us. And she said that God isn't demanding your perfection and that your purity is a gift from God. And we grow in our purity. This is one comment that she made that was super encouraging to me. And it was that if you are smoking a cigarette and you know that smoking a cigarette is wrong, that in and of itself can be growth. The fact that you know that it is wrong is different than you were a year ago. A year ago, you would have been like, what? I'm smoking a cigarette. No big deal. And we tend to dismiss those little tiny growth points because all we can see sometimes is I know it's wrong. So therefore I should have quit yesterday. But the growth that's happening inside of you is happening slowly, almost so slowly sometimes that we miss it completely. So don't miss the growth that is happening inside of you. We grow in our sanctification and purity and becoming more and more like Christ. It's not something that we're supposed to do immediately at the snap of our fingers or the minute that we get saved. We're like, yep, I got it all figured out. Absolutely not. What we have been given is the gift to get it wrong. We've been given the gift to trial and error and figure it out and grow. And without failure, there is no growth. If we don't look back and say, I believe differently than I did five years ago about something, or I would have done something differently than I did five years ago, then there wouldn't be growth. There has to be some of those cringy moments when you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I believed that way. Or I cannot believe that that was what I thought was best. And we don't have to shame our past selves for believing that or acting that way because we're growing. So you don't have to get it just right. And your access to the Holy Spirit is not going to disappear. You have access and you have that power placed inside of you as a gift from God, not because you've earned it, but because that's how he wants to move and work in this time period what a time to be alive, what access that we have. So go forward in your day and notice the power of God inside of you and the spirit of God directing you and giving you discernment that you couldn't have outside of yourself. Let me know if this was helpful. I would love to chat with you more on this and hear if this was a narrative that you've heard that God will leave you or that God wants you to clean yourself up first. I'd love to know if that's something that you've unpacked before, or if this is helping you unpack that further. If you want to go further in your walk with the Holy Spirit, I would love to invite you to grab the Bible study for this month. It is all focused on the Holy Spirit, hearing the Holy Spirit's voice, reframing our perspective on Holy Spirit. It is so good. Go to AbundantGraceBibleStudies.com and you can grab the 
September 2022 study that is a companion for the podcast that will help you take this topic deeper and apply these things to your life in a really meaningful, impactful way. Thank you so much for being here, friend. I appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the Abundant Grace Podcast. If this episode was an encouragement to you, I would love to invite you to share it with a friend. And it would help me out so much if you would leave a review for the Abundant Grace Podcast. It makes a world of difference getting this podcast into the ears of other people so that they can be empowered and freed from religious do's and don'ts too. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram at emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email at hello at emilyklewis.com. I'm praying for you and cheering you on in your faith and healing. Have a great rest of your day. And remember, there's nothing you can do that will make God love you more and nothing you have done that makes God love you less.